Hey guys, welcome to Real Marketing, where we talk about real marketing and not the fluff. Today we're going to talk about stuff that's commonly overlooked in Google Analytics for implementations. Um, it's, you know, stuff that people just don't think about. Hang around, let's talk about it. Hey there guys, Roy from Apotheca Marketing. Hey, we have seen a bunch of people and we've helped a bunch of people implement Google Analytics 4. As you may or may not know, um, Google announced a while back that the current Google Universal Analytics was going away starting next year in July, so July 2023. So a lot of people went and implemented GA4. If you haven't, you should uh, because you want that historic data. And they're basically have been running it in parallel with the Google Universal Analytics. And most people are still using the old Google because it's frankly easier to use and the reporting seems to be a little bit better and people are used to it, all that stuff, we get it. But so people have turned on, in many cases, GA4, done in, in some cases a simple implementation just to have that you know traffic data and that kind of stuff. But we are seeing some issues because this setup is a little bit different. Some of the defaults are different. So we're going to go through some of the things that we're seeing to make sure that you have it set up correctly so that you're not losing data. Because if certain things aren't turned on or if certain things are turned off and you're not collecting that data, it's not there for you. It's, it's gone. Um, so if you want true year over year data or a more accurate look at your data, we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to improve it today. All right, so one of the um, biggest things is if you go into Google Analytics 4's, GA4's reporting and go into Explore. Explore can be a relatively powerful tool because it lets you do custom reporting and you can build different dimensions and different metrics and, and all sorts of cool stuff. And we'll do more videos on that in the future where uh, we look at some of the reports that you can do. We do have some for paid search and that type of thing uh, that we've done already. But if you are in there and you go to do a longer view of your data, um, so say you want to do six months, well, you may find that that data is not there. It doesn't exist. It may exist in the other reports on the site, but mysteriously, it doesn't exist in the Explore reports. And that is because by default, GA4 is set to only record two months of historic data in the Explore reports. Two months is all you have. And once that date rolls off, that data is deleted. And so there's no getting it back. So it's a very quick fix. All you have to do is go into the admin settings, go into the data retention settings, and then you can switch that to 14 months. So 14 months is the only window they give you built into the Explore reports and looking back. In my opinion, it's still very uh, narrow window of data to look at. I would, you know, like to be able to look at two years potentially. Um, but that is what they give you. If you want to look back further in your data, um, as many people do, um, you're going to probably need to do uh, Google BigQuery, um, where you can start to you know export your data into that, and then it'll be a data repository for you know more storage and, and a longer look back. Keep in mind that it looks like Google is also moving to use BigQuery with. Data Studio, or what they're calling Looker Studio now. Um, and uh, so you may be forced to use BigQuery 
in the near future anyway. There is a free integration with GA4 that has a limited amount of data, but probably a decent amount of query uh, data and storage data for most people's needs. Um, but you have to go through and set up uh, Google Cloud and activate BigQuery and then integrate that with Google Analytics. We'll do a video on that in the near future to show you how that's done. It's actually a very powerful tool. And the fact that it's free is pretty cool, but uh, you do need to know SQL. So, but that is your data storage option right now um, is, is to set up BigQuery or to start exporting or connecting to some other data retention platform. All right, something else that people seem to forget or maybe they just didn't think about it because they're still using Google, the Google Universal Analytics is to make sure that you are connecting your data sources. So that's, you know, Google Search Console, it's your Google Ads integration, it's Google Merchant integration if you're a retailer. Um, but you can go into the settings and make sure that you're connecting those. Um, keep in mind that with the Google Search Console that if you do connect it to your GA4 account, you're no longer gonna be able to get that data into the GA Universal account. So. Um, making that switch over is kind of a commitment, but if you want, again, year over year data, you should do it now to make sure that all of that organic data is getting pulled into your reporting. Obviously, that data is still available over in Google Search Console, but if you want it in your dashboard, you want to be able to use it in your reports, you should make that connection now. So don't forget to go in. You can go into the admin, make those connections, and that way you're pulling in that data and have the historic data to look at. All right, one of the areas that we see um, that people forget is enhanced measurements. So when you're doing the initial implementation, you can go in and basically set up some things that are default. It's stuff that you would have, in some cases, had to do manually in Google Universal Analytics. They, they kind of come out of the box now. So things like tracking scroll and uh, obviously clicks and um, there's even form tracking, what you have to turn that on. So if you go into your enhanced measurement part of your setup under your web streams, um, you can start, you know, out of the box, uh, tracking things like page views, scrolls, video metrics, like start video, that kind of stuff. All that stuff was events that you would have had to set up manually before. Now it's, it's automatic and you just need to make sure it's turned on. Oh, and site search is part of that too. So, um, out of the gate, you can do on-site searches, which is extremely helpful. That way you can you know, see what people are searching for on your site. So you've got them to your site, maybe they didn't see it right away. You can start to see like, what are people searching for on our site and are they finding it? Is it something that we need to refine in our, in our on-site search algorithms um, and tools? And so um, it gives you the option and the ability to um, put in the different types of queries that might be default for your on-site search. Um, it could have search in the URL. It might just have a question mark. So depending on how your website works, you can put in the search query uh, queries um, that are default on your site to make sure that uh, GA4 is tracking those. All right, when it, if the, we're running into this now too, is in preparation for the the D Day of Universal Analytics going away. Um, it's a big job to change your reporting. And you know, there's lots of people and companies that I know that have spent immense amount of times custom building Excel reports or reports in Tableau 
or Data Studio, now Looker Studio, um, you know, custom reports for their clients, for their executives, and that takes an immense amount of time. Well, GA Universal is going to be going away. So now is the time to actually be looking at switching over some of those reports to GA4 data. And that's not always as easy as you think because some of the metrics are different and some may be missing. And so what you might be pulling now from, you know, Google Universal Analytics may not actually be available by default in GA4. Conversion rate is a good example. For whatever reason, conversion rate was, you know, not just out of the gate initially when GA4 was was launched. It's something you could calculate, that kind of stuff. But it's something to take into consideration that uh, some of these metrics are changing. So sessions are a little bit different. Page views might be different. There's other events and that kind of stuff that have different names. So you're going to have to change those in, for instance, your data studio. You'll have to switch over to a different view of the data and then, you know, start pulling in different metrics that have different names. In some cases, they may not even be available. Um, so it is something to consider and definitely start switching over those reports now so that you're not caught shorthanded and scrambling when the, you know, when you don't have a choice anymore. We've already started doing this with our clients um, and uh, the people using um, Google, but start preparing them for the differences in um, the reporting and metrics in GA4. And so we have a video, which we'll link to down below, that talks about the differences between G. GAU and GA4, and how the definitions and some of the terminology has changed. So how sessions are measured is different. Um, events are different. Um, you know, there's there's a, a list of things that are going to take some getting used to. Um, the other thing that is different is by default, um, you know, GA4 uses um, an AI data-driven attribution instead of last click attribution. Last click attribution was default in Google Universal Analytics. That is not the case today. You can still use it. You can choose that as your attribution of, of record. Um, but by default, it's the AI data-driven model, which theoretically is more accurate, but is going to change sometimes your numbers you know, dramatically. Um, because it's giving credit to other channels rather than just the last click channel. So it's spreading the interactions, the credit for the multiple interactions that a customer might have with your website and with your marketing campaigns. And it's spreading that credit out across multiple metrics or multiple campaigns. Where that is going to be disconcerting for some people is they're not going to see, they might see, you know, uh, a fraction or a percentage of a conversion <laughs> as part of uh, a channel rather than just complete conversions. And, and you know, they're going to see completely different numbers from a year-over-year -year perspective. So if they're looking at data that was, you know, from a year ago and now they're looking at GA4, those numbers are going to change dramatically. So by having people start preparing them about that, maybe defining metrics for them, so coming up with you know, so that they can understand what those metrics mean and how they're different um, is a great idea to start doing now. And then obviously building out those those dashboards and uh, reports like we mentioned, we just mentioned, now's a good time to start getting that in front of them so that they're used to seeing those different numbers. They can kind of see them uh, 
you know, across reports so they can start to prepare and mentally prepare for the change because it will be a dramatic change in some of these numbers um, from what you're used to seeing. So getting your teams ready for that, letting them know that the change is happening and offering them definitions about, you know, what, what does this mean for the reporting is probably a great idea to do and something that is going to help with the transition. One thing you don't want to forget, and if this is important to you, it can really impact your numbers. But one thing you don't want to forget is when you're setting up GA4 is to make sure that you are excluding your internal traffic. And so, you know, this may not be important for your company. You may not have a lot of people on your internal team that are clicking on the site regularly and doing stuff, but we do have clients where their call centers, for instance, use the website very extensively. They will get a customer on the phone, conduct a search on the site, you know, guide them through what they're looking for. And you have an entire call center that's doing this on your website. That's a lot of traffic, a lot of interactions that aren't leading necessarily to a conversion. And so it's going to skew your numbers. It's going to lower your conversion rates. It's going to, um, you know, artificially inflate certain traffic to certain parts of the site. Um, and so you don't really then understand how customers are using the site. You're going to get a lot of data about how your call center is using the site. And this is the same even on teams where we've worked with companies, for instance, that, you know, when somebody logs into their computer, the company website is what comes up as default. And so it's adding traffic to the site that's not really legitimate traffic because that person just launches their browser and by default, the company website comes up. I don't know why they do that, but there are companies I've worked for companies that have done that. Um, it's just adding search and volume or adding traffic and volumes to the site that is not legitimate. Um, so making sure that you're blocking the right IPs, um, which is not always as easy as it sounds um, and can cause problems. So make sure you're doing it correctly. But um, if that is a, a need for you, then don't forget to do it because it may have already been done in universal analytics and you probably didn't get around to doing it in GA4 yet. So make sure that um, you definitely do that sooner than later, again, so that you don't suddenly have this huge disparity in numbers because the last thing you want is once you switch over to GA4 reporting, suddenly traffic is through the roof and there's no way to account for it. It's probably from internal traffic. Um, so making sure that you do those exclusions and filters is a great way to do that. And remember, GA4 doesn't have the, the views and some of the filters that G Google Universal Analytics did. Um, so, you know, you have to take that into consideration as well. So are there things that you're finding with GA4 that are different that you didn't expect or that you didn't think about? Hit us up, send us a message. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment. Um, you know, we'd love to hear what you're running into and if you have problems and, and what is uh, causing you, you know, concerns as uh, you near the switch over to GA4. Um, again, there's a checklist that, you know, you can go through to make sure that these are all implemented. But this is stuff that, you know, people really weren't necessarily paying attention to GA4 when they're implementing it. They just did a simple implementation, just running it in parallel. So there's basic data. But you want to go back in and make sure that you audit it, that it's set up correctly, that the events are coming through correctly, that you have your commerce tracking set up correctly that you're tying in, for instance, if you're a retail site, that you're tying into your um, you know, data layer and making sure that all of those events are correct. 
uh, because they might be named different or there might be different naming conventions um, that you'll need. And, uh, you know, make sure that the data is coming in from all the sources that you're needing. The UTMs should be coming in correctly that you don't really need to adjust, um, but just make sure that you're connecting all your campaigns that need to be connected on the back end. So if this is helpful, guys, give us a like uh, and, you know, subscriptions are also let us know that we're doing a good job. So that would be helpful. Um, but if you have any questions, we'd love to see them. And we'll, of course, we'll answer them as soon as possible. And hopefully uh, GA4 isn't giving you as much hassle as it is many people. Um, and, uh, we'll talk to you soon.